Growing up, the church taught me about varying cults and other religions, talking about them through a narrow-minded focus, pointing out some of their most stupid beliefs and practices, and ignoring any positive aspects or why people were drawn to them. Demons was usually a good reason, or they had a Jesus-shaped hole in their heart they were trying to fill with other things. Any religion not following their version or interpretation of the Bible was, of course, a cult. The definition of a cult by Merriam-Webster is, of course, one, the formal religious veneration or worship. Two, a system of religious belief and ritual. Three, a religion regarded as unorthodox or spurious. A system for the cure of a disease based on dogma set forth by its promulgator or health cults. And five, a great devotion to a person, idea, object, movement, or work as a film or book, especially such devotion regarded as a literary or intellectual fad. B, the object of such devotion. C, a usually small group of people characterized by such devotion. So, of course, you are looking for cults and fake evil everywhere. Every new idea looks like a lie in a cult. And because there is no methodology taught to determine between truth and falsehood, only common sense, quote, quote, and what we emotionally feel is right or is the truth, both of which being the least accurate methods of viewing reality. One religion doesn't really understand the mechanisms as to why the other believes as they do. Perhaps they're stupid. Satan is deceiving them, which tends to argue the point of free will if the person now devoutly believes this false religion because they're stuck in a logic trap by an outside supernatural force. Of course, many religious groups get around this by saying that everyone actually knows the truth like it's hardwired into them because emotional conditioning could have nothing to do with why you feel so strongly about your beliefs about your particular religion. So when a person believes something completely different, they actually know deep in their hearts the TRUTH, in all caps, but the power of Satan and their own desires to do something, not sure what other religious groups get out of their belief, that one group doesn't, overcomes their core knowledge and believes something else. It's also a way that many beliefs get around the question, well, what happens to the people who never heard of your belief? Well, they instinctively know, and if they just follow that God's will, they will still be allowed into heaven. I grew up believing that cults were scary because they controlled your time and your money and used psychological programming to make you completely believe something false. They'd tell you that everyone but them is lying to you, and they'd have you go out and try and bring other people in. Of course, I never really looked at my own beliefs that way. I had no understanding of evidence and biases, just what I emotionally felt. All other belief systems were like this. Even Catholics and Presbyterians weren't real Christians, and most of them were hellbound unless they were just confused and they stayed true to their conscience, which wouldn't steer them wrong, and they got the most important points of salvation they needed. Of course, because we assume that everyone came about their beliefs the same way we did, science was also like this. The science that directly benefited us was, of course, real science. But the science that went against our beliefs, that was just another cult, used by Satan and people who wanted us to sin.
We had a warped and caricaturized version of what the science we disliked was, and had no ideas the mountains of evidence used to come by that conclusion, and just assumed that it was a cult of scientists to try and turn people away from God because they were inherently evil and wanted us all to go to hell with them. It was actually decades before I grasped the methodology used by science to draw their conclusions. Science makes no assumptions, puts no faith in emotions or common sense, and just looks at the hard evidence and data, most of which someone had to spend their entire lives to sift through because there was so much of it. We don't put blind faith in scientists, but we trust the scientific method and process because it's set up to prevent or reduce bias, to try and disprove itself, to fail neutral and have other people in the field try and point out other explanations for the phenomenon that the other scientists may have overlooked. Unfortunately, because there is so much work involved, each branch has to trust the other branches and their specialized experts, and if they don't have the education needed to chime in on the actual discussion to be right, they can't. Yes, you can research it yourself, but there is so much information out there that there is no way you can have a say on everything. And this is very unsettling for a believer, or even the average US citizen, especially if it goes against what they already believe. They don't understand that the scientific method works the same across the board, and they're all subject to the same level of brutal scrutiny that any other branches. They think that if they can't see every part of the evidence for themselves in an hour of internet research, then it must be an evil conspiracy by the Illuminati or the New World Orders to send the world into a fiery orgy of chaos and horror. Lack of transparency leads to suspicion, and rightly so. However, when the very nature of the subject is so complex that one cannot understand it without a lot of research or education, that can appear to be the same thing as people having something to hide. Of course, the leaders in science tend to be so focused on science, they are oblivious to what the common man doesn't know about science and why it should be trusted. Education of the scientific process and peer review is pretty much non-existent in public education in the U.S. and even in the hard sciences until your postgraduate years. Only 7% of Americans can properly explain the scientific peer review process and how experiments are designed. Much of this was actually caused by the Cold War when we were trying to keep ahead of the Ruskies, and scientists could go ask either party for money just by one simple acronym, USSR. Then science started telling the big money interests things they didn't want to hear, like the environmental effects of climate change and the health effects of pollution, and well, they didn't like that too much. After that, there has been a big campaign to discourage the trust of science. Which brings me to my job recently, where it was leaked accidentally that we were doing a superstition bash in my local CFI and doing things like palm reading, tarot cards, and Ouija boards, and the psychology behind why they appear to be real. One girl said, well I believe in demons, and then proceeded to throw the discussion off topic, telling me how she didn't see even magicians as entertainment or television because they were all lies and therefore could make you more open and susceptible to demons because it was a form of hypnosis. I tried to get it back on track, and I am a bit forceful with science, partly because of Asperger's, but partly because I'm also a science teacher, just not here. I left in frustration, and later she came to me and said that I must understand that other people have different worldviews than me, and I need to be respecting of that. 
What she fails to realize is that I was being respectful as I avoid talking about science and politics like the plague, but I didn't realize that science was such a controversial topic in a science lab. She was a creationist too and said we could look at the same data and come to different conclusions even though she had zero training in how to understand what she was reading and she only knew a microscopic fraction of the evidence out there. So we ended the discussion in a mutual agreement that I would not discuss reality with her though she didn't realize it. It was very sad to know that I couldn't ever tell her about new research or discoveries made. She said I was bullying her with my point of view and she wouldn't stand for that, meaning that if I continued, she would take it up with a boss that I was creating a hostile environment for her unreality. That's a good way to jeopardize your job in this economy, so I backed down. She views science that goes against her views as a big conspiracy made by evil or misled men and somehow we must all be brainwashed into believing it just because she doesn't know why science is true. And this is why I continue to ask and push people with masters or above in science to make videos discussing their experience with the peer review process and possibly one's experience with experiment design. If you or someone you know on YouTube has a science degree, please spread this around. This is an essential but massive point of ignorance in the science community and even I can't fully explain it that well. In the future, I want a full understanding of the infrastructure of the science community and process to be well known so that people stop distrusting science because they understand how the system works to self-correct, be agnostic, and prevent bias. It has its flaws, but it is truly the only game in town for truth. And unless you have a PhD in the field, I hate to tell you, but they are already light years ahead of you if you think you can see a flaw that you can take their theories down with.